Taiwan stock market had a roaring start to the year of the dragon. The Taiex jumped 548 points to close at an all-time high of 18,644. This was the third strongest rally seen on any Lunar New Year opening in two decades. And stock experts are fired up about the market's prospects. Over our holiday period, there was a surge in arm holding stock, as well as a major rally in Japan's stock market. Taiwan is a tech-centered market, particularly chip-centered, with an edge in AI. As we enter the year of the dragon, we are very optimistic. Looking back at the markets in the past year, Taiwan has done very well compared to other Asia stocks, coming in second only to Japan. We've held our ground against U.S. markets, including the Nasdaq. With regard to the TIEX's future prospects, we do have certain expectations. On Thursday, foreign investors flooded into the Taiwan market. Institutional investors bought a net 61.5 billion NT dollars, expanding turnover to 492.6 billion NT dollars. TSMC touched a new high of 709 NT before closing at 697 NT. Other tech heavyweights like MediaTek, ASE, and Largan also posted gains, although the major shipping stocks stumbled closing down by about 1%. On the first workday of the Year of the Dragon, Premier Chen Jianren convened his cabinet to mark a new beginning. In his opening address, Chen said that even as an outgoing administration, his cabinet must continue to serve the nation. Remarking on the latest election, Chen said the results showed the need for unity across political fractions. Over at the presidential office, President Tsai Ing-wen and her deputy also marked the new Lunar New Year with their traditional tour of the presidential office. For the last time in her tenure, President Tsai Ing-wen strolled the halls of her office on Thursday to give New Year's greetings to staff. With Vice President Lai Qingde at her side, she spread good wishes on the first workday of the new Lunar Year. <laughs> <laughs> Much work lies ahead as the government starts a new year, they said. Meanwhile, at the Executive Yuan, Premier Chen Jianren was also celebrating the first workday of the Year of the Dragon. Joined by Vice Premier Zheng Wenzhan and Executive Yuan Secretary General Li Mengyan, Chen shared his hopes for the year ahead. Of course I need to engage in self-reflection. I've made a great many mistakes over the past year, and I hope that people can excuse me. What I pray for is the Earth's sustainability, world peace, favorable weather, national prosperity, social stability, economic prosperity, as well as cross-strait peace and health for all. When I told my wife, she said, wow, that's a lot of requests. You're going to give God too much stress. In his New Year's remarks, Chen also referenced the results of the general election, in which no party earned a legislative majority. He stressed the need for cross-party unity. None of the three parties was the absolute winner. None was the absolute loser. I told my wife that this is a sign from God. He's saying that Taiwan's ruling and opposition parties must stand united. Only when we are united can our nation move forward. Although we are now a lame duck cabinet, we must still move forward every day. 
Every day that we serve as a lame duck cabinet, we must work to benefit the people. The Thai administration is set to step down in May. On the first workday of the new lunar year, top officials thanked government staff and reflected on their time together in office. An EVA air flight landed in Taipei 19 minutes early on Thursday, with one more passenger than it did upon takeoff. A pregnant woman went into labor during the flight, leading to a mid-air emergency delivery. Thanks to the help of crew and four doctors on board, both mom and baby are safe and well. This is the first time in almost 10 years that Songshan Airport had a passenger give birth while on a plane. This plane was an EVA air flight that departed from Haneda Airport at 9.55 a.m. and was flying to Taiwan. The plane just happened to have four doctors on board who ended up working together. According to a passenger, flight attendants had called for help over the plane speakers. Over the speakers, I heard that they needed the help of healthcare professionals, but I didn't know what was happening. I didn't see anything happen. Everyone was very quiet. We were very calm. This plane was scheduled to land at 1.25 p.m., but with a woman about to give birth, EVA Air contacted the control tower to get permission for a priority landing. With an ambulance at the ready, the plane landed at 1.06 p.m., and the mother and newborn were sent to the hospital. A Taiwanese influencer revealed that of the four doctors on board, one was her husband. My husband, he works in the U.S. He specializes in anesthesiology and internal medicine. When they were called to help, that pregnant mother was already up in first class. They had originally discussed with the chief flight attendant whether the plane should make an emergency landing in Fukuoka. But it seems like when they were talking, the mom's water had broken. The other three doctors weren't OBGYN doctors either. But despite it being a close call, in the end it all worked out because the mom and child are both doing well. The airline's policy is that passengers 36 or more weeks pregnant with one child are not permitted to board. Passengers 28 or more weeks pregnant must have a doctor's note. This passenger was believed to be less than 28 weeks pregnant. But even at this stage, the risk of an in-flight premature delivery is not negligible. In a normal operating room, if there's an emergency because the baby can't be delivered naturally, then a C-section can be done if necessary. If you're on a plane and the baby won't come out, then that's the most dangerous point in time. If this type of situation doesn't happen, once the child is delivered, you still need to be careful about caring for the child and cleaning it up. But I think the overall risk here and the risk of getting an infection isn't all that high. The doctor said that now that the birth was over, all that was needed to be done was to care for the baby. Some speculate that the baby would be awarded a lifetime of free flights from EVA Air. In response, the airline said this perk was not company policy. Taiwan could see a shortage of doctor shortage in certain specialties. That's according to a survey by the Taiwan Medical Association, which found that the average age of Taiwan's doctors is 51.5. The specialty with the youngest doctors is emergency care, with doctors averaging 44.6 years old. The specialty with the oldest doctors is obstetrics and gynecology, with doctors averaging 56.7. Young people want a good quality of life. They don't want to be on call 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. There's no way they'd want to do that. There should be more measures to encourage doctors to enter more difficult specialties so that young people can see a future in them. Taiwan's Medical Accident Prevention and Dispute Resolution Act took effect this year on January 1st, after a 10-year legislative process. 
The law requires the creation of a third-party legal entity to investigate medical accidents. Many hope measures like this will ease the burden of malpractice lawsuits, encouraging more doctors to enter specialties where lawsuits are more prevalent. A cafe in Yunlin's Douliu City combines art with eco-friendly principles. After more than 30 years as a flower arrangement expert, Lin Xiaoling has branched out to food. Her interest in eco-friendly farming leads the cafe to focus on local, eco-friendly ingredients. She combines her flower arrangement skills with baking to produce sweets that look as delightful as they taste. And the cafe even has an exhibition space where diners can enjoy a moment of art. This old building in Yunlin's Douliu City has been remodeled into a cafe. Everywhere you look, it's decorated with art. The exquisite sweets brim with perfect aesthetics as well as baking expertise. Here you can get far from the crowd and enjoy the present moment. Owner Lin Xiaoling is a flower arrangement teacher. Seven years ago, she happened to attend an agricultural education event and was inspired to combine flower arranging with baking. Collaborating with friends, she threw herself into local farming and marketing concepts. The cafe combines support for local small farmers' eco-friendly production and fresh ingredients to make delectable sweets. For our baked goods, we expect to combine aesthetics and eco-friendly ingredients, so I think they're showing our respect for the earth from inside and out. Lynn has been working in flower arrangement for over 30 years. Apart from the cafe, she maintains her flower arrangement career, holding classes monthly. In recent years, she's expanded her skills by studying horticultural therapy, aiming to help people through the beauty of plants, both visual and culinary. As we come into contact with food farming and with art, we internalize our own feelings and then we can be creative. I think food and art come alive. They're not some superficial, merely pretty thing. Once they have been internalized, I think they're more powerful. The cafe also has an exhibition space where visitors can view works from artists of different fields. The beautiful, cozy atmosphere of the cafe is a perfect environment in which to admire art. In our cafe space, we have art, we have healthy ingredients, and we combine it with aesthetics. Both in terms of the food and the space, you can enjoy a space like this and let the environment and the thinking of it spread to each person. Lynn's focus on aesthetics and care for the earth, combined with her expertise in flowers, makes this cafe unique. She also brings her flower arrangement into community and school settings, using art as a force for good. Two Chinese fishermen have drowned while trying to avoid capture by Taiwan's Coast Guard. Coast Guard officials said the fishermen's boat trespassed into waters near Jingmen on Wednesday. The four crew on board resisted inspection and their boat overturned when Taiwan authorities gave chase. The Mainland Affairs Council said that it informed China of the incident immediately. China has accused Taiwan of causing the deaths by pursuing the fishermen in a violent and dangerous way. Rescue workers struggle to lift an unconscious Chinese fisherman onto the boat, but the fisherman won't budge as his water-soaked clothing adds too much weight. 
Eventually, a spine board is placed on the water for support. With careful coordination, each fisherman is pulled from the water. All four men who capsized were fishers from China. On Wednesday, they entered Taiwanese waters to fish. Taiwan's Coast Guard gave chase, and the Chinese boat capsized during the pursuit. They had crossed the border illegally to fish. Their boat resisted inspection and tried to escape in a zigzag formation, at one point using an evasive maneuver that caused the boat to capsize. All four crew were thrown into the sea. Two of them survived. The other two were sent immediately to Jingmen Hospital for emergency care and were declared dead upon arrival. During border enforcement, the Chinese vessel fled in a zigzag formation, resisting inspection and capsizing. The vessel involved in this case was unnamed, lacking certification and port of registry, making it a common concern and target for law enforcement on both sides of the strait. We do still maintain a degree of communication with the Coast Guard and the other side of the strait. We inform them of the situation right away. Despite the circumstances, China has strongly condemned the incident. Its Taiwan Affairs Office blasted Taiwan for using, quote, violent and dangerous methods against Chinese fishermen. I feel that in its statement, China reverses cause and effect, transforming the situation to something else altogether. In reality, Chinese fishermen's habit of trespassing is the cause of disputes over fishing rights. Actually, Chinese fishermen have long engaged in overfishing in surrounding waters. They've had clashes with South Korea's Coast Guard, resulting in deaths and injuries to Chinese fishermen. We do still need to strive for peace. So with respect to the deaths and injuries caused, of course we must express our condolences. As for the issue of fishing rights, it's best to be able to sit down and talk about it. But despite calls for peaceful talks, a resolution appears unlikely without a Chinese crackdown on its own illegal fishing. Thinking about going to Japan? Now is a great time. Cherry blossom season is coming up, and the new Taiwan dollar is trading strong against the Japanese yen. At one point on Thursday, Japan's currency fell to a 30-year low, hitting 0.2121 new Taiwan dollars. Experts say that the new Taiwan dollar's purchasing power will only get stronger, so long as the Bank of Japan keeps its negative interest rates unchanged. The weak yen has led to the German economy outperforming Japan in 2023 since GDP comparisons are in U.S. dollar terms. Let's take you to Kaohsiung. Over at Kaohsiung's Love River, two giant yellow ducks puckered up for a kiss on Valentine's Day. This first-of-its-kind performance lasted just 10 minutes, but it called for a team of professionals who worked through the night getting the ducks ready ahead of schedule for their romantic moment. A giant rubber duck floats up Love River Bay, where a second rubber duck is waiting. The two ducks impress the crowd with a 10-minute kiss, the world's first romantic encounter of the kind. I thought that when I came today, I'd just be able to see the big yellow duck. But today just so happened to be Valentine's Day, and so I got to see the ducks kiss. I feel really lucky. Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Qimai and other officials bore witness to the happy moment. Kaohsiung is known for its shipbuilding skills and waterfront events. We also wanted to be the first in the world to create this moment of having the two ducks meet beak to beak. But getting the two ducks to meet was no easy feat. 
Using two tugboats, duck number one was pulled onto the paved shore, a task made difficult by at least two extra tons in water weight. Crew worked through the night and reinflated the duck in the morning. A 66-meter-high industrial crane lifted the duck by its head as air was pumped into its body. The huge rubber inflatable rose up inch by inch, taking shape slowly but surely. There were four high-pressure air pumps inside the duck. With air being pumped from the outside, the duck's internal pressure could withstand winds of 4.6 on the Beaufort scale, which is strong enough to move large branches on trees. Once it's around 80-90% inflated, we shut off two of the pumps. Then to get it to form its shape, we keep slowly inflating it until it has the internal air pressure that we determined at the onset. To keep the duck cute and curvy, the quality of the rubber and the correct internal air pressure are key. Also critical is the experience and judgment of the workers. Thanks to the unnamed heroes behind the scenes, the public was treated to a one-of-a-kind rendezvous on Love River Bay. To serve the growing number of transfer passengers, Taoyuan International Airport has upgraded its transfer signs, routes and catering services. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the details. Taoyuan International Airport has updated its food services to handle an influx in passengers. There's a grab-and-go takeaway area providing takeaway boxes such as French herb chicken breast and Indian cumin beef. There's also a fast food checkout counter and a self-service ordering machine that provides a one-stop drive-through. There are also a variety of Taiwanese delicacies such as Michelin-starred meals and the restaurant Smartfish, which was featured on Netflix. There's also a prayer room for travelers. Oh, it's wonderful, and this is a wonderful airport. It's a nice little airport, and um, it's, it's actually beautiful. I really enjoy the prayer rooms down there. It's very accommodating for a traveler. I've been here for about seven hours now. I walked, I walked all around, yes. Lots of shops. There's a lot of shops here. Terminal 2 has a new food court with a street food area next to the boarding gate of C3. The food area offers some of Taiwan's special local delicacies. Many travelers were impressed by the airport's new transfer signs. A new addition is a green wall that shows passengers where to transfer. Very nice and uh, very clear. The signs are so, you can see the signs all, all over there. So it's, it's very nice. I think this uh, Taiwanese international airport is well operated. The, the stores, the restrooms are very clean. Very good, very clean and easy to see, yep, easy to recognize. I live in the airport, so we check the so how to transit. So, so this this place, arrival is so many. I went through, you know, the whole process of dropping off my bag and uh, security and and uh, immigration, and it was pretty easy. In the past, the fonts displayed were relatively small. In the first half of this year, Taoyuan International Airport made larger signs. This is very helpful for transiting passengers. And now we can just say, head toward the green sign. Taoyuan International Airport hosted 35.35 million passengers last year, reaching 73% of pre-pandemic levels. It's also seen strong growth in transfer passengers. The airport had a record 6.25 million transfers last year, an increase of 17.5% compared to 2019, which is before the pandemic.
Most of the passengers transferring in Taipei are from Southeast Asia. Travelers from Southeast Asia fly to North America or Europe through Taiwan, accounting for 60% of the total travelers. Taking China Airlines as an example, we transport approximately 2,000 transfer passengers to various destinations in Southeast Asia every morning. The afternoon wave in Europe is also about 2,000 passengers who are traveling North American and European routes. The airport offers a one-stop security inspection service to save transfer time. The current security regulations in the United States are stricter than those at Taoyuan International Airport. When these passengers come to Taiwan, they do not need to undergo a special plane security inspection in Taiwan. With travelers hungry for travel, Taoyuan International Airport hopes to continue to upgrade its facilities and services to cater to the needs of its travelers. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Zhou Bingyu in Taoyuan.